Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. I hope you all had a good weekend, good Father's Day. I know I did. We went to a couple of breweries on Father's Day in celebration you know, of, of Father's Day. Uh, I hadn't been to a brewery in like maybe three or four years the last time I went to a brewery. And got a little too wasted that last time. So I got to admit, when I was, when we were going to go, I was like, oh, I hope I don't drink too much. I hope I don't drink too much. I didn't drink too much, but I did have a good time. We got these things that were called uh, flights, where you can like sample different types of beer or like uh, seltzers or whatever, whatever they make um, at the brewery. And uh, I also ordered a, a mule, which is like a liquor-based drink with like some like soda or ginger beer or whatever, and then some ginger. It was pretty good. It was like some kind of um, like Mexican-style drink. It was pretty good though. And then we went to another restaurant after that, and then we got actual food there, and it was pretty delicious. You know, I've always kind of been a fan of the food that is at breweries. Or the food that's at pubs. Like a brewery can have like, you know, all the beer you want, but they got some pretty good food there. Like some like actual appetizers that are like not skimpy. You know, they're pretty hefty. They're usually like uh like cheesy bites or cheese curds or stuff like that, or something that's like kinda, you know, able to soak up some alcohol. And we had some hot wings. And then we had some these macaroni cheese and cheese bites with bacon inside of them. It was like it almost looked like an actual meatball, but stuffed in it was macaroni and cheese and some some bacon bits. And those were actually delicious. I, I I could not believe how good that they were. And it just like goes hand in hand. It goes together so well. Like I understand. I could see how like people in Europe or like in England, can just live off of like pubs, the pub lifestyle. Now, I'm pretty sure that the food in England is probably not even as close to being as good as it is in the United States, pubs slash brewery type of restaurants. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not called a pub, right? But it got it has like a pub, a pubby vibe that I feel like it's, you know, pretty close to it overseas. And then we had these steak bites, which are also really delicious. And then the actual food that I got was a steak sandwich was just incredible. I couldn't believe how good it was. And we went to this area in downtown where it's like they're not too far from each other, so you can just kind of walk there. And it was just a chill time. Very chill, really cool. Uh, good weather, too. The weather, again, in Central California has been pretty awesome this uh, this summer, even though it's not really, well, yeah, it is summer now, I think. I'm pretty sure it's now hit summer in the calendar. Um, it's been pretty mild summer. Now, I look in the, uh, I, I Google like, like uh, no, nah, not Google, but I do like look up the weather on the weather app. And I try to go as far as I can to see, like, okay, like, it's been nice. It's been, like, 80, sometimes 78, 79, not too bad. 
But I'm always like thinking in my back of my head, like, okay, when is it finally going to hit? Like, when are we going to get that 109, 110 weather? Because knowing, you know, where I'm from, where I live currently, it's like, it's going to happen anytime soon. Sooner or later, it will hit and will happen and it will be miserable. Like, I think that there was maybe one day last week where it actually got pretty hot. It got like to like 96 or 97. And I was like, oh shit, this is hot. And I remember getting into my car and it being super hot. Like today, I got into my car and it was not hot. It was like 81 the high was today or something like that, 80 something. And it was just not that hot in the car. And I know as soon as it does get hot, getting in my car is going to be like an actual, like uh, something that can actually hurt me. You know, if I touch the seatbelt, if I have like a, a my hydro flask in there that has like little metal, metal edges on it and I touch that, it'll just burn me. Just and, and, and of course, like the hot air that comes out of your AC when you first turn it on is so is just terrible. And you got to drive the car a bit for it to get cool you know it's always a, it's always just a, a struggle to live you know to live with down here but hasn't happened yet will be happening but it's only a matter of time before it actually does happen i really hope it kind of doesn't happen but at the same time i think that it would be kind of awkward and a little weird and strange like let's just say like like it never really gets that hot this summer um, where I live in California. What if it stays cool? What if it like? What if it's like it never really goes past like a hundred or ninety nine? You know, it never really goes that. You know, gets that hot for like a the entire summer. Then what can you expect for like winter, fall, and winter? Like, how is that going to shape up? Like, what's going to happen? What are the repercussions of having like a light summer? Because we had like a pretty rainy and wet winter last year or last winter, and fall was pretty wet and rainy, and is it like a, now a new cycle, or what happens, I mean, I just feel like it's like, you know, we think, we don't know, I mean, we don't really know, we can't really predict it all that well, I mean, I've seen, you know, and I've read about, like, predicting weather is so hard to do, it's like impossible, like, we can probably predict, like, within, like, the next couple hours, if it's going to rain or not, but, more than that, it's kind of a toss-up. Those meteorologist predictions, I don't know if they're always that accurate. But at the same time, it does kind of seem like when it when it comes to like temperature, cloud cover, pretty accurate. Rain, however, I've seen rain in the forecast that's supposed to be where I live hit at this specific time. It never hits. But then I guess it's okay because like they can they can kind of get away with it because they'll put like a a percentage of rain. Like if you see like a little rain cloud with some water droplets on your on your phone app, your right your weather app, it says like twenty percent chance. Probably not gonna rain. Twenty percent, like while it's a decent you know percentage for some things for weather, most likely not gonna happen. You see that fifty percent, you're like okay. Yes and no. It could happen. It could not. 75% is probably going to rain. But if you're like me and you see a bunch of 20% and just like 30%, probably not. Probably not going to rain. Could you imagine, though, if we did not have that kind of technology on our phone, though? In our pocket throughout, you know, just like we never advance that far. 
we never developed a microchip. We never developed like these, these intricate and just like absolutely like necessities that we have today to live our lives. Like the smartphone, for instance, remember back when like data was so precious on your not smartphone, like you had like a phone that was like a flip phone or a slidey phone or a flip or a phone with a touchscreen, but wasn't really a smartphone. And the internet usage on that was like by the penny, by the second. If you use this many seconds of the internet, like you say like you use a minute on the internet to check like one thing, that's a penny a second. That's 60 cents. You owe 60 cents more than what you would norm- normally normally pay without using the internet on your phone. And nowadays, that's like pretty much not even a thing anymore. You know, I think that the plan that I have right now is unlimited. I think it's like after so many gigs, it slows down a little bit. But like, I mean, I'm, I'm usually in places that have Wi-Fi or have access to Wi-Fi without much of a difficulty to gain that access. So like, it doesn't really matter a whole lot to me in terms of using internet on my phone. So when I'm using 5G, when if I have to, it's like I, I don't really notice like a speed change or if I even use it all that much that I would even come close, would even come close to seeing like a speed change. And thank God we're at that point now because if you had to pay for internet like you did back then, it would suck. And you know, wonder I wonder like what prompted these companies to just all of a sudden now you get like always unlimited data you know when did that happen was it because of just like the broad usage of the smartphone and the broad usage of data and internet that it's like it be, it became like almost like not just like a privilege but a right you have the right to use the internet like it's not no longer should be this hard to gain access to the internet because the internet, you know, people, people can, um, you know, people use the internet in many, many, many ways. But the, the way that I think that society, companies, schooling, you know, even your workspace, they want you to use the internet in order to gain knowledge. Not necessarily knowledge of how things work, but necessarily knowledge for you to, uh, to get your job, your course, whatever you have to do done, your task, whatever you need to use the internet for to get it done. You know, you need to look up something. You need to um, find an appointment for something like that. You're going to need internet. You can't just, you know, go to a phone book anymore because those are like not even, don't even exist anymore. You can't find a phone book. What are you going to do? You're going to have to Google this place and find the number of this place that you're trying to call. In order to do that, you need internet. You know, it's almost become like a, a major necessity. And I don't understand how anybody can live without it in, like in these times. Like whenever there was a kid in school, like in college that would always, you know, be in the library. I would be like, why are you always here? Why are you always here? Why why are you typing up your paper? Why are you doing every single thing in the library? Is this so you can focus? 
Is it because there's a, dis- a distraction at home? Do you get distracted easily at your house? What's going on? And the kid was like, no, because I don't have Wi-Fi at my house. So I can't do my research. I can't look up information. I can't log into this. I can't submit my essays. It's like, oh, shit. Hmm. That, that to me was kind of a shock. And this is probably like maybe maybe six or seven years ago when I was like still in college. And I remember that and I was like, dang, bro. Like back then I didn't have the best internet. It did not have the best internet at all, but I still had something, you know, I had, I had, I had a decent enough Wi-Fi where I was able to Google all the information that I needed, sort surf the web and get sources and also be able to submit papers through the internet source, through the internet, you know, uh, platform or whatever to submit my assignments on time and do it like that. No, Usually no problems at all. I'd had no reason to be like, I got to go to the library because I don't got Wi-Fi. That was, that was strange to me back then. And it made me realize, holy shit, I'm I'm pretty lucky right now because I don't, I think that, you know, as hard as school might have been for me, you know, as hard as it might have been for me to actually find the information in, in, in the, in the aspect of using my brain power and what I've learned during school to use the tools that I've learned to make research, researching for a paper an easier and a more efficient use of my time than actually, you know, not having the tools, right? It's like if you're a carpenter and you straight up, you know what to do, you know everything how to do it, but you don't got the tools. For me, it was like, I sort of know how to do it, but I have the tools and we're just going to make make it the best that I can with with the equipment that I have, which is all I need, but I don't have the knowledge to complete the task. That's like the best way I could describe it. I mean, like I said, I wasn't a good student. I mean, that that also kind of comes off as I was a, I was an ignorant student. I was a distraction in the class. I wasn't. I just I didn't really apply myself all that much until I had to, which was in college. I mean, I had to in high school too. Don't get me wrong. You know, you don't want to fail classes. You don't want to be left behind. But it doesn't really sink in until you start to pay for your books, pay for all this shit gas, parking passes, tuition, it's like, oh shit, I really got to focus up here and not be such a piece of shit, and actually do my assignments and do them well, that way I don't gotta, I don't have to, you know, redo all this shit, if you hear yelling in the back, it's, uh, somebody playing video games down the hall, um, but anyways, you know, back to the internet being such a absolutely necessity now. It's become a thing where people like to spend the majority of their time is on the internet now. The internet has really become like the new luxury of your life. You could be in a beautiful, beautiful resort beach. You can be in a beautiful resort, a beautiful beach island, beautiful weather, room service, and food to your delight. But if you're like 
if you live on the internet, you probably could not enjoy that experience unless you completely cut yourself off and be like, okay, you have to accept that you have no internet and you're just here with nature. Now, I think that I could do that. I would actually think that I'd be able to because I've had practice of this before. I've actually had practice of this. And it was like maybe a year or two ago, there was a movie or a game or, or maybe a movie that I was really anticipating to see. And I actually took off social media on my phone, all of it, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, Reddit, everything. I took it all off, completely deleted it. I was like, nope, I'm not going to take a chance to spoil myself. I think it might have been for Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm pretty sure it was Spider-Man No Way Home that I just completely shut everything off and deleted it because I didn't want to know any spoilers. So I did that. And once you do that, the first like few hours, you're kind of like, you look at your device and you look at your phone and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, you're probably sitting in a your house, your apartment, whatever. You have a fan blowing. You have AC. You're you're comfortable, right? You're comfortable. You're not, you know, outside, you know, sweating your ass off. You have a house. You have a roof over your head. You're comfortable, right? But you feel like you're missing something that's completely necessity. Uh, that's a necessity to you now, which is surfing the web, particularly social media. You know, we'll just call that the internet for right now. You feel a little left out. You feel like you're missing something. You feel like you're not caught up. You know, the internet is like a, you know, that's how we get information out. That's how we know things. One of the bigger sources, I mean, if you can even call it a source, one of the biggest and truest ways to get information right at the second is no longer really like newspapers, news sites, it's sadly, it's pretty much Twitter. Twitter, it has, there's so many people on it, so many people tweeting and, and chatting about things that are happening right at that moment. You could, you see things trending, you see news break, you see things happen, you see good things, bad things all at the same time, you know, pretty frequently, pretty like, you know, one after the other. And then you're like, well, I you feel like you're missing something. So when I deleted the social media for that week or, or week and a half, I can't remember how long I actually was off of it, it felt good. After that first day and a half or whatever it was, it actually felt good. I felt more productive. I was able to just like do things more, do more things, you know, not be kind of stopped and distracted from it and kind of linger for too long or not go to bed on time or not go to bed right away or not do things right away. I would always kind of delay it because I would be distracted by social media. And at that point, you know, it didn't feel like a distraction either. I have this whole routine whenever like I wake up, whenever I come home, I do want, I do like three things. I check Twitter and Instagram and then what well, two things Twitter Instagram in that order I do that and I make sure I clear all the stories because I have that I just need to do that it just annoys me whenever I see those little stupid notifications around the profile picture that they have a story that you haven't seen which I'll be honest 
has played me like a fiddle. I feel like I gotta click on everybody's freaking story thing to clear it because if I don't, I feel like I'm gonna go insane. Maybe that's some kind of mental thing that I haven't, you know, discovered yet or hasn't been diagnosed yet, but it just annoys the fuck out of me. I can't stand it. And you know what? I'll be a man, I'll say it. Instagram has gotten me. They have me hook, line, and sinker at that point because I do click on those stupid stories. And I do painfully skip through ads that show up on those when I want to clear them all. And I see every ad. I see every single ad that pops up. Every ad that is accumulated through my algorithm is being viewed by my eyes. I see it every single day. Do I remember them? No. So that actually makes me feel good because I'm not, I'm not succumbing to what these companies want ultimately is for me to buy their product. Thank God I've stayed strong. Actually, you know, it makes me feel empowered that I'm able to say that because there are a lot of people, you know, you see these videos online, on YouTube particularly, where they, well, people will actually buy what social media suggests them. And it's pretty crazy to see that a lot of the shit that they suggest you does not work or does not, is not good product. There's one thing that I see quite a bit. That quite a bit. And, you know, I'm going to speak like towards my phone right now because I want it to hear me because I want to see, I want to do this check after this recording is like how much of what I'm saying right now is going to be accumulated into an an ad in my algorithm on my social media, Twitter and Instagram, like what's going to pop up. So I'm speaking into my phone microphone right now because I, yeah, I, I just want to test it out report back next week about this stuff. What I've been seeing lately on ads in Instagram in particular is ads for t-shirts that are for big boys to make you look like a skinny boy. Like shirts that are tighter at the top and if you got a little bit of, if you got a belly loose at the bottom that way you look like you're in shape. And I don't know if they work. I'll be honest. I have never bought them. I've seen them in the video ad. But I don't know if that's really the shirt that they're advertising. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like, well, sure, you can buy this shirt. Sure. But what if you just decide to work out and lose weight? But then again, that doesn't make the money. They can't sell a shirt if you work out and make money or if you work out and lose weight. And that was kind of freaky. That was actually kind of insane because I I, I normally would just like ignore that. But since I, like I've said before in the past episodes, I have been working out and I still do every, like as much as I can every day. I try to do it every day. And I have been pretty, you know, Pretty, pretty consistent with it, and I have noticed like my shirt actually has been kind of feeling looser, so that's a good thing. But seeing an ad for a t-shirt that essentially is saying, no, 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 you don't got to lose weight. Just buy the shirt and you'll look, you'll appeal or appear skinnier. And I was just like, what, 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 what is happening? Like, Shouldn't we be promoting probably like, you know, better diets, exercise, 
You know, I also follow a lot of people, not a lot, but a, a few people that are fitness influencers. Fitness influencers. And, you know, they don't have any of that stuff. They don't have any shirts that make you, you know, look skinny. They just work out and, 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 and exercise and then they look good. That's all it is, really. But then I see this, um, these ads for these shirts, like I said, that make you appear skinny, like an illusion. Like, it's bizarre to me. It was just so weird. Like, I, I didn't understand, like, how many people, for one, actually buy these. There's probably a lot of people that probably buy some type of shirt that's like that because, one, they don't want to lose weight, and, two, it looks too good to be true. I actually kind of want to see a study done, maybe by me, maybe by somebody else in the future, that how many of these shirts actually work and how many of them don't work? I would say if I were to guess, I'll be honest, I feel like a lot of them don't work at all. That what they show in those promotional videos and those advertisements is all based on angles and lighting. The lighting, if you notice, is like always like too good to be true, some good shadows in that lighting that kind of make it seem that you're, that you're, that they're not, that that they could be, you know, making it seem too perfect, you know, the perfect, with the perfect lighting and the perfect angle, you'll look skinny, but in real life angles, when you're sitting down, when you're maybe a little slouched over, or maybe just not really standing up straight, or maybe the shit doesn't even work at all, you'll look fat as shit. And it's funny because they'll get a guy who is fat, who needs to lose weight, put on a regular shirt, you know, and look fucking giant. And then this shirt that comes in and he looks super skinny or not super skinny, but, but he looks in shape, sort of in shape. Like he's like, he's leaner. It's like, this is just a, this is just a real life Instagram filter. You're essentially just lying about your appearance with this shirt. Couldn't believe it. And I was talking to my salonist too this past weekend. I think it, it was on Saturday. And she was asking me like, what do you think of like the girls on Instagram that use filters all the time? What do you think about that? And I was like, well, it was kind of playful in the first place when it first came out. Like, they had some pretty decent-looking filters, some fun ones and some that looked more realistic. But you can always sort of tell that it was a filter. And as soon as you kind of moved, not being so still, if it, 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 it failed. And it, you were able to see, like, oh, he's just using a filter. But I've seen some filters on Instagram. And I'm not, I don't use them, but, like, I see videos and, like, reels of girls using filters on Instagram. And they pretty much, they lock onto your face now. It's crazy. The whole introduction of like facial recognition on iPhones probably helps that software and that technology and that that artificial intelligence a lot. You know, quite a bit because, man, every time like you probably see like some, you know, girl with a filter on like a story or whatever, a lot of the times they have filters on now. Because they probably just don't look like they don't like the way that they look at that moment, with or without makeup. And I was like, you know what? 
it's kind of hard to read now. It's getting, some of it's getting a little too good. Some of the filters are looking a little too good. And, you know, with the advancements in, like, AI and deep fakes and all this type of stuff, it, it definitely does feel like we're heading in a, a direction of phonies. Just a bunch of phonies. And people who are frauds and fakes. From filters on social media to shirts that make you look leaner. Like, we're heading to a... Uh, an age of phonies and liars and, and, and losers and, and make-believers. It, it feels weird. But I still think that the number one thing that's weird has got to be those skinny shirts, man. Has got to be those skinny shirts, man. That That is, to me, not only like a, a, a product that says, hey, you don't need to work out. Buy my shirt. That is bizarre. That is actually bizarre. That really just feels like this company, this outlook advertising to the American people, they're essentially saying that these fuckers are not going to work out. So let's make a shirt that makes them look like they do work out. And I've seen them multiple. Like they, they have like tight, like, like tight, like, um, Parts on the on the arms, like you know how the sleeve is on your arm, on your bicep, they they like tighten it up so like you can like show off whatever little muscle you have at that moment without working out. Like that's crazy. That's actually kind of insane. That's that's like that that's something that they thought of. Like hey, we'll make it seem like you're strong, but you're actually not. And then they also have the audacity to put in like you know if a guy's wearing it. A girl will come by, like, be all seduced and, like, not seduced, but be all, like, attracted, like, hey, you work out? Like, no, I'm actually faking it. I'm wearing a shirt that makes me look like I actually work out. What? So it's like you want to take your phoniness to the the relationship level as well? Like, you want to be like, what if I wear this shirt that makes me look skinny? And then she's like, take your shirt off. And you're a fat piece of shit. And you have actually no, no not a lot of, you know, attractiveness features to you. I'm not saying that 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 looks aren't everything, but you're essentially lying about your appearance. It's almost like a, it's just like a filter for men. It's a actually physical filter that you can wear and look skinny. It's kind of criminal. You're kind of falsely advertising you yourself and your appearance. What if you don't want to wear that shirt? What if you only have one skinny shirt? It's just a bunch of bullshit. Then you then you seem like you're just full of shit. And it's like, yeah, I bought it because I didn't want to work out and it looked like it it looked like it worked, but it probably doesn't. Like these ads are probably just overselling it. The product what if the, the product is probably not even that good. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, it probably don't even work. But I see their intent. I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so you don't need to work out. You don't need to be in shape. You don't need to eat better. Just stay fat, wear the shirt, and you'll look okay. You'll raise your self-esteem and because you'll just put on this shirt that makes you look skinny. Like, damn, bro. That's fucking insane. It's a little too much to think about. 
It's just a little too much to think about, though. Like, whenever I see that bullshit, man, it's just like, dang. Fuck. I hope no one's buying that shit. But then again, I always see, like, different companies make this those type of shirts. So, like, maybe one company goes under, another one comes up, and it's like a cycle. Because they all kind of have the same idea. One kind of fails because it's clearly bullshit. Another one says that it's better than that one. And then it's just the same bullshit. And then it's just, you know, it it, it just falls and, and, and never comes back. The real solution to this problem, the, the skinny looking shirt, is to just exercise and eat better. I mean, like, if you have the the determination to want to look a certain way, to lose the weight, if you're actually tired of how you look and want to look better, want to look better and feel better, which is the number one goal, you want to feel the best that you can be, feel as good as you can be, as healthy as you can be, the only real option is diet and exercise. Making, wishing you were skinny is not going to work. Trust me, I've been there. Before I started working out, I was always wishing, damn, I wish I was skinny, looking at the mirror, trying to suck in my stomach as much as I can to look skinny. It's just not worth it. At a certain point in your life, you're like, I don't want to have to do that anymore. I don't want to have to suck it in or have a good angle and, you know, trying to look the best I can and, 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 you know, by by the clothes that I wear, wearing black shirts when you're, you know, you don't look that good. It's like, it's just stupid. It, it's too much maintenance. If you exercise and you start eating better and you lose weight, you won't have to do any of that bullshit. It's also better for you and you feel better. So I was just like, I was done trying to trying to pin up, you know, pin myself up and and, and and try to make myself look better by sucking in my stomach and and, and, and wearing the right clothes. And it was, nah, it was just stupid. It was dumb. And I wish I had done it sooner. But I didn't. But I'm doing it now. And I gotta say, I feel a lot better. The energy levels are there. It just feels better. You look better too. And there's not a... there. there truly, I'll be honest with you. Like I said before, my shirts have been starting to feel a little bit looser. That is such a good feeling. That is such a good feeling when you're not filling up your shirt with fat and just like bulging your stomach and seeing your stomach actually expand over time because you don't work out and you don't exercise is seeing that recede and go back down is and and you actually feel it like the looseness in your clothes Oh, dude, it's a great feeling. It is an amazing feeling. It's like, damn, I got so much more room now. What if I get to a, a, a size lower, smaller, or whatever? I'll be able to fit into better-looking clothes. It's it's a great feeling of self, um, um, self-accomplishment. And it, it truly feels, feels amazing. So I know that I was talking about the internet, and it kind of got on a tangent about these stupid ads that just kind of you know, pop up. I think it was because I, it, my, my phone probably could tell that I was working out and tracking my workouts and tracking my exercise. It probably thought that, Hey, he's trying to work out. Let's get him before he's too skinny. That way he can buy our shirt. Like, uh, I don't know. 
that's just kind of how I thought. The internet is just an evil place. It's evil, but it's so necessary nowadays for stuff to communicate for business and all that. It's just, it's part of our nature now. It's, it's really just like, it's good, but it's also very bad. Kind of like pizza. Pizza's really, really good. One of, probably one of my favorite foods of all time. One of my favorite foods of all time. But is it if you have too much pizza, it isn't good for you. So I guess, you know, the message of this story is, or the, the, the bulk of this whole thing, is that use the internet in moderation. Use it in moderation. Don't let it dictate your life. Don't let these ads influence your purchases. Don't let it influence your... Well, I guess, you know, if you don't want to... I guess let let the good influences in. Like, you know, like for me, I guess it's... I didn't want to look the way I did anymore. So, just start exercising more. Or get back into exercising. I guess that that's a good experience. That's a good influence. But like, don't let it go to your head and be like, you know, I need, I, I'm, you know, sad or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Just like, don't read all these comments. Don't like be, I don't know. It, it's everyone's experience on the internet is different from the another person. But like, just navigate it the best you can. I guess navigate the best you can. Don't get scammed. Don't get duped. Don't get algorithmed that's always the worst when you get algorithmed and you can feel it like you can feel it like oh i was talking about this yesterday and oh look at my phone i got an ad for this and this and this all the same bullshit that i was talking about yesterday it's not a good feeling it's like a gotcha moment it's like these ad companies are just like huh i got you here you go buy it now no shit maybe next time but when you do when you do reject it when you don't buy it, when you see ads and you don't buy it, it's one of the better feelings in the world. It's like, yeah, you ain't getting shit from me, bro. One time I was talking about bread with somebody. Actual bread. What did I get an ad for? Rainbow bread. Wonder bread. I didn't buy that shit. I bought a good bread. And I was like, <laughs> bitch, I got you. I get ads for, like, you know, other dumb shit, like... Like wallets and, you know, little fucking uh, clippers, clips that you put on the back of your phone to keep your credit cards right by your phone. I don't buy that shit, bro. I just fucking keep my wallet. But I see ads for that all, all day and night. And every night when I go to bed, I remember what I saw that day. Ads for this and that and the other. I sleep soundly knowing that I did not let them win. I let I, I I did not let the advertisement win. I won that battle. It's like man versus ad. I did not let them win. In this battle, man won and ad lost. There's not a better feeling. Now, it's different with food, obviously. When I see a commercial for Taco Bell, I do think about it sometimes. But I normally don't buy it, and that is also a win. That's a win. It's a, you got to take the little victories and march with them to the end. Because those little victories will mount up and you'll be like, you know what? I may have lost a lot in life, but I've also won much more than you can possibly imagine. That's kind of how I view it. Wins and losses. This guy's being too fucking loud shit. Um, 
But as, you know, also it being Father's Day this weekend, I also saw a little film. Big film, actually. I saw The Flash with, uh, I'm pretty sure he's actually, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to speak for him, but like, the star of The Flash, Ezra Miller, has not been in the best light the past couple years. I'm pretty sure he's um, been charged charged with some pretty bad things out there. Um, I believe one of them is child endangerment, which is not good. That's a, also I believe, I'm not entirely sure, but that's what I've heard from various amounts of people that that's what's true. And people don't like him. He seems like a scumbag. He's been on the run. He's, uh, and uh, he, uh, he doesn't seem, well, I mean, most people depict him as not a good person. I didn't really care about that stuff. I'll be honest. I didn't really keep up with it. I was, I'm not really interested in celebrities' um, you know, misfortunes and, and their lawsuits against them or them getting into trouble. I really don't try to stay, I don't try to meddle in that stuff because for one, I don't like reading about it because it's not good news. I don't like hearing about it. And I just kind of like go, let it go by the wayside and just kind of forget about it. And not because like, I don't care about the people that, you know, were, uh, involved or don't care about the person who is being, you know, accused or whatever like that, or don't care about the news. It's in general. It's just like, I don't like bad stuff. I don't like bad news. I don't like hearing that stuff. Whenever people talk about like, you know, really bad crimes that that people watch, that people get into, like Jeffrey Dahmer and that shit, I just ignore that because I don't like watching that or hearing that type of stuff. You know how people love, like, serial killer documentaries and, like, all these cults and dumb shit like that? Like, people tell me to watch documentaries on, like, Scientology and shit like that. It's like, I don't, I don't want to watch shit that's going to make me not happy or hear about shit that's going to make or read about news that's going to make me not happy. Like, this whole bullshit with the... Uh, Ezra Miller is just like, I don't, I don't want to hear any about it. I don't want to hear about it. I really don't. And then people will be like, well, if you're going to go see his movie, do you support him? It's like, uh, I'm truly, I'm truly so naive to the whole situation. I wasn't even really sure what he was actually in trouble for. So that all kind of went by the wayside for me. And like, I'm sorry if you think that I need to take a stand. It's just like, I don't really feel like I I want to hear about that bad shit. I know it's there. I know it's problematic. And it's just like, what am I going to do about it? What can I possibly do about it? I can't do nothing about it. So I'm not going to pay attention to it. So I went to go see his movie. And, you know, I... Uh, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm... I'm a little bit on the right trail, but looking at how this movie has done so far in the box office, we'll get to the review shortly, but I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this, was, if if you remember me talking about this maybe a few, few months ago, maybe a couple months ago, a couple episodes ago, I'm pretty sure you can probably get a snippet of like me talking about like how there's been quite a bit of buzz from people in Hollywood 
namely James Gunn. Um, I think the CEO of Warner Brothers, Tom Cruise, people like that, seeing that The Flash is a pretty damn great film. Like, one of the best movies that they've seen. Where they loved it. They loved it so much. And... (laughs) I I was always on the fence about that. I mean, number one, of course, James Gunn is going to say it's one of the best comic book movies he's ever seen. He's now in charge of that. He's going to say that. He has to say that. Or if, if he says, if he says anything otherwise, they're going to be like, "What are you saying? Why are you not backing us 100?" Even though it's not even his movie. Like he did not make that movie. He was not involved. I'm pretty sure in making that film. At least I didn't see any credits of him as, like, a producer or whatever in that fucking thing. So, but he did inherit DC. So, this is pretty much his, his, his asset, his, his product that he's, you know, he has to market and make succeed. So, of course he's going to say that. Of course the CEO of Warner Brothers is going to say it's a great movie because he's the goddamn CEO of Warner Brothers, of course, well, Tom Cruise, that kind of surprised me. I was like, why would he say that? He's not involved. Maybe he's just trying to champion the movie so it could do well to save the movies. I agree. I mean, that's a that's a pretty valid point. But, like, were people really going to take that too seriously? Were people going to be like, why are you seeing this movie? Because Tom Cruise said it was great. No one's going to actually say that. No one's going to. No one cares about that. No one cares about what Tom Cruise says about a film that he's not in. You know, it's just not going to happen. I guarantee you, nobody saw Flash because they heard that Tom Cruise really liked it. That's just not true. That was never true. That was never going to happen. Silly, silly, silly to think about. And the reason I bring this up is because it's actually kind of sad. But, (laughs) like I said, the Flash didn't do very well. Currently, the Flash has has been out for one weekend only one weekend, and up to this point of this recording, and it's only made $140 million worldwide. And it opened to like a $55 million opening weekend, which people tell me, people have been saying online, articles, headlines, whatever, that this movie has failed. Financially. Now, I can only say that I can, you know, only like draw that inclination is because of how long it took to make this movie. I believe it was initially supposed to come out in 2021. Delayed reshoots, the whole Ezra Miller thing, you know, trying to keep him in the film, trying to make it so that he himself being in the film does not detriment the film's potential. Maybe that was the case a little bit with that soft, soft, soft opening weekend, but I'm not too sure if many people in the movie-going zeitgeist remember that, or even, like, have that in their brain at this moment. I don't know. But opening to $55 million in North America, right, in the United States, where all we can fucking talk about, all people like to watch now is superhero films. Seeing a movie with the Flash in it, with Michael Keaton's Batman in it, and Supergirl and Ben Affleck's Batman in it, only make $55 million opening weekend? For Warner Brothers, that's got to be a punch in the face. 
How does that happen? How, like how, how does that happen? I remember seeing, you know, TV spots and trailers before the film even came out that it's a good movie. It's got a good Rotten Tomato score. It's critics are saying this, audience are saying that, and for some reason, it just did not do well at the box office. I guess in a better way to say it is is nobody wanted to see it. When I saw it, Saturday night, 7 p.m. showing, prime movie-going day for, you know, everybody out there, Saturday night, people got it off, you know, it's it's not too early, it's not too late, it's about a good, decent time. I turn up to the theater, and I shit you not, a pretty, pretty disappointing audience showing. Now, I, I was at a big theater, I was watching it in IMAX, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of empty chairs here, a lot of empty seats, and I was like, what is going on here? Do people not give a shit? Is it Ezra Miller? Is it, what is, is it because they announced a reboot? What is happening? I truly don't think at the moment that people give a shit about DC comic book movies. Truly don't give a shit. And this is not just because of Flash, but no one fucking saw Shazam 2. Black Adam did not perform well. And um, the the no one... They saw Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad were both um, simultaneously released on HBO Max at that time, so it's kind of cutting into the box office money. And Birds of Prey was not very good. He's made a lot of money, and I just really don't think that anyone gives a shit about DC comic book movies. This would have probably been the one for people to be like, yeah, let's go check it out. It has The Flash. He's popular. It has Batman in it. He's popular. He's Michael Keaton. You know, people like Michael Keaton's Batman, yet still just can't really make the Marvel numbers, you know, the numbers that Marvel make. Not even close. And I've seen Marvel with some pretty shitty fucking movies. Like Thor Love and Thunder. Do absolutely so much better than this movie opening weekend. And this movie is actually pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Thor Love and Thunder is atrocious. And that did so much better. So what it is? What is it? Is it really the fact that maybe people don't just... Just don't give a shit about DC characters or DC comic book movies. It might be that. It might be that because they have the Flash, who's, like I said, a good character. Black Adam was a very popular character, but, you know, maybe not as popular as Warner Brothers thought. Not even The Rock himself could bring in enough people to make that movie break even or make a profit off that. Not even The Rock. Not even The Rock. I don't know. I don't know what is going on. Are people just so conditioned to be like, if it's not like a Marvel film, we're not going to like it? Is it too stuck into their brain that this, the way they make their movies is, do people, that many people know that there's going to be a reboot of the franchise? 
do that many people know that that all this shit does not connect? But does that really is that what people really care about? Is just a big old cinematic universe? Is that what people want? I don't really know. On the you know to maybe to top it off, that this movie, The Flash, his sole purpose was to essentially destroy Redcon, reboot everything that happened in the past. Maybe that is something to think about. Something to think about. James Gunn even said it in his, you know, in his introduction to the DC universe that this movie is going to provide a entire reset of the universe. Maybe people who liked Zack Snyder's Snyderverse or liked the current DC universe were like, you know what, I'm not going to go watch a film that destroys what I liked before. That could be maybe something that people were like, nah, fuck that shit, that's stupid. That's lame. Because, I mean, they've said it. You can tell that this movie is going to do some of this shit like that. James Gunn has come out publicly and said this. That this is going to be a a reset, a reboot, retcon, you know, whatever. In my opinion, a destroyer of the universe. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe. But again, DC has been failing for a while. Actually failing. Maybe the fact that they can't commit to a storyline like Marvel is kind of like what's been like um, making the audiences not want to go see the film. But then again, that's kind of sad for them because why are these audiences so brain dead and just want to see another MCU type universe? I mean, I guess it'd be cool to see like a a long storyline, which is what James Gunn's going to be doing in his his DC universe, but it's like, are we really just so conditioned to only watching those films just like that for that purpose? We might be. We might be. Maybe that's what the audience wants. And DC has not been able to really have show that they have any idea of how this overarching story would even all come together. That people just kind of had enough of that maybe it could be that i mean they have the characters to do it they have great characters and by my opinion better than marvel so what is it maybe they're just not wanting to commit to those movies maybe they just don't want to see them maybe it's not even the fact that they heard that this movie is going to destroy the snyderverse and destroy the current dcu that that's like you know that they care about and that they like the movies that were from that universe Maybe they just don't like the overall experience of the DC movies. Could be that. That's like one of my only real thoughts of like why these movies have not been doing good. Like why? Shazam 2. Oh my god. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. This movie's not going to do that much better. Already going to be, you know... Just like, I, I just don't understand how these movies do so bad. I mean, maybe just people just don't care about DC. Maybe they just don't care about it. It's unfortunate, but it seems like that's the case. Now to the actual review of the film, though. Is it the best movie that... <laughs> is it as good as these people make it out to be? No. It's definitely a movie that that 
has some pretty good heavy elements. I do enjoy the story, the motivation of the characters, the motivation of Ezra Miller's Barry Allen, and the motivation of the other Barry Allen, played by Ezra Miller as well. That's not a spoiler. The motivation of Michael Keane's Batman, Supergirl, all those characters to me were really fun to watch, and their motivations, and their story arcs, and their involvement within this whole movie. The movie itself, the 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 mission of the movie to reset everything is pretty gigantic. It's somewhat done accidentally, and then it's like, there's no way back, and it's like catastrophic. A lot of stuff happens. Sometimes too much happens. It feels like it, it kind of goes, is a little repetitive at some points and getting the point across like, oh yeah, we got to destroy everything because we got this new universe coming up and we can't have anything remnants of what was before. That's very clear in this film. Very, very clear. Um, like I said, the performances are really good. The CGI, now this is a comic book film. This is a comic book movie through and through where CGI has become the main tool of making these films. Well, maybe not the main tool, but like a secondary tool to crafting comic book worlds and comic book fights and comic book sequences that that lift off the page into live action and this is how it would be in live action. This movie has some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. And comic books, comic book movies, and regular movies, just in, in, in general, like some of the worst CGI that I have seen in a movie that's coming out in 2023. The worst CGI ever. If you've seen the trailers, and this is not a spoiler, but there is a scene, there are sequences that take place on Earth where... Flash, other Flash and Supergirl have to square up with Zod and his army. Should you not? All those extras that are in that battle, the army soldiers, the Kryptonians, none of them are real. They're all CGI and it and it is very, very noticeable. It's very noticeable. It's very awkward. It looks terrible. Some of the lighting is awful. There's some close-ups of certain characters who are speaking that you know are not actually speaking. That mouth is not their mouth. It is pretty jarring in a lot of points in this film. And there is an all, another, you know, take another um, decision of how to replicate someone's view of... Uh, a sequence of what's happening. I won't say what it is, but like it involves Barry Allen running and running really fast and him noticing the world flashing behind, flashing and events flashing right before him. There is a creative decision to make the CGI, CGI look the way that it does. And to me, that was not as bad as what people thought it was because I kind of, I kind of got the intention of it. I understood what the director and the filmmakers were trying to get at that moment of why it looked the way that it did. But besides that, the rest of the CGI is not very good. There is an opening sequence when Flash has to save people. 
and it does not look good. It looks super bad. And it's like throughout that, like that throughout the whole movie, like the CGI just doesn't really get that good. It gets worse. And it's like, damn, how the fuck do you put a movie out in 2023 looking like that? How do you do that? I don't understand. It's quite jarring, mind-boggling. It's just like, oh no, what are we doing here? So the CGI is just bad. The movie, like I said, has some a few pacing issues, a few things that are a little redundant, some things that drag along. A lot of times where, you know, there's a break in the action and people are talking. The audience in my theater was kind of getting a little restless, like, all right, when's it going to pick up again? There's a couple moments like that. I wasn't really feeling that as much as they were, but it was like, you know, I can definitely see like how people were getting a little restless. Um, it definitely feels a little long, and normally I, I don't care how long a movie is as long as it's good. This one isn't always good all the time, so you can kind of tell that it's a little long. Um, but besides that, the chemistry with the characters, it's all good. The CGI is pretty bad. It does a good job of the the moral of the story, the, the motivation with Barry and him wanting to go back in time and, and change all the shit is really good. It's actually really heart-tugging. It's, it's emotional. You feel sad for him and the events that kind of you know, have to go from, you know, to get to where he can actually have an opportunity to change things, and, you know, his buildup to, you know, where he wants to be is good, I think it's really good, I think it's, it's fun, it's emotional, it's funny too, but I think that at the end of the day, the movie had an, had a job to do, and it executed it well, and at the same time, you're thinking like, hey, you know what, Maybe all that shit that they were retconning wasn't that bad. Maybe it was kind of cool. Along the way, you get some cameos and you get some cool shit that pops up. Stuff that you probably wouldn't even expect. Cameos that you probably wouldn't even expect either. And like you're like, whoa, you know, that was pretty cool. That was a really cool movie. At the end of the day, though, it's a cool movie. It's not like a great movie. It's not a cinematic masterpiece like James Gunn and Tom Cruise and the CEO of Warner Brothers were saying. Like They weren't like, it's not that good. It is good, though. And that's why, you know, when I first walked out of the theater, I was pretty excited. I was like, that was super fun. That was cool. That was cool to see all the fan service stuff, all the cameos. Yeah, 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 it was cool. The movie itself was good. Ezra Miller's good in it. It's fun to watch. Sometimes it can be a little rushed, a little slow, a little repetitive, a little too loud. Like the character, I mean, Ezra Miller can be a little loud at some points. But it was fun. It was a fun movie. It was it was not like super bad. It wasn't like not enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. Some pretty cool moments. There was actually an applause after which I was not expecting the way that it looked. Um, but yeah, good movie. Fun movie, cool movie. A lot of fun, actually. A lot of fun. The tone overall was very fun. Their mission that they had to do, they conveyed it in a very fun way, like a race against time, almost like a Back to the Future type vibe. It was pretty cool. It was a cool movie. And that's why I'm giving The Flash a 7.8 out of 10. I initially had it at an 8.4, 
But then I thought about it more, and I was just like, you know what? There's some things that kind of didn't work out for me. Some things I just can't really get over. The CGI being one of them. Like I, I really cannot believe there's a lot of scenes that look really bad in it. Like really bad. It's like no way. Uh, I can't believe. You, you kind of can't believe it. I'll be honest. You see it, you're like no fucking way. Um. But yeah, that's the Flash Review, and that's going to be it for me today, people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. New episodes of this podcast drops drop every Thursday morning. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and do all that good stuff. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next week.